The Lord be with you. And also with you. Bless the Lord who forgives all our sin. God's mercy endures forever. We gather for ordered worship here in the nave of Marsh Chapel. The liturgy, music, homily, and sacrament are offered for our gathered congregation here in the nave for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry service and leadership in our midst. And as the spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. As is our custom upon this first Sunday of the month, we offer the Lord's Supper to all. All are welcome who intend to lead a new life following after the commandments of God. We invite you to begin or continue the practice of disciplined generosity, of tithing week by month by year. We invite you to consider membership in the Marsh Chapel congregation. And especially we welcome you to this gathering, this assembly, this sacrament, word, liturgy moment on this Lord's day. This is, the Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. May we pray. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world, evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. May we exchange signs together of his peace. A lesson from Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, 
God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 32 with the Antiphon. Blessed are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed are those whom the Lord does not hold guilty, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I did not declare my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by heat of the summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Then you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let those who are godly offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of great waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You encompass me with deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like an unruly horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle. Many are the pangs of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Shout 
Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3 and 11 through 32. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his subsistence with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry, for this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found." And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, 
and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. seated. When he came to himself, when he came to himself, greeting you this morning in the sunny outdoor steps of Marsh Chapel stands John Wesley, robed in 18th century garb, open Bible, reading perhaps from Luke chapter 15. He who founded Methodism, he who gave rise to the religious movement that by 1839, through the work of John Dempster, an itinerant Methodist minister from the Mohawk Valley, gave rise to Boston University. He who traveled by horseback for 70 years across the valleys and green expanse of England, gave us five means of grace, sacrament as prayer. He offered us an expanded capacity to receive in prayer and sacrament God's own grace, first of which was the study of Scripture. Now, there will be a favorite verse that you hold in your own memory, or there will be a psalm. We have young people who are memorizing the psalms in this season, or there'll be a verse from one of Paul's letters that stands as your favorite, but the daily or weekly or ready study of Scripture involves scouring, as Gardner Taylor said, scouring the Scripture to learn and to grow. As we hear in the Gospel today, Luke 15, perhaps the precious heart of the third Gospel, Luke's own material chapters 9 to 18, and therein this parable, so well too well known, found nowhere else. Remarkable that without Luke we would not have the parable of the father's compassion, the parable of the two sons, the parable of the prodigal. Do you notice what's not in the parable? No religion there, no chancel, no table, no choir, no minister, no ceremonial robes, no scripture, no tradition, no gathering, 
rather more spiritual than religious, you might say. There is just... When he came to himself, a moment of awareness. When one's own most self returns. This is the most Greek of the parables. One might even say this is the most Gnostic of the parables. Gnosticism being the acute Greekification of Christianity, the Gospel of John being the acute Hellenization of Christianity. This parable is the high watermark of parabolic Gnosticism in the New Testament. Why? Because with the Delphic Oracle, now we're studying the scripture as Wesley taught us. What is printed there? Gnothisautan, know thyself. He came to himself. The scripture is a great gift to us. It corrects our vision. It's truer to life than life itself. The question isn't so much how well do you know the Bible. The question is, are you aware of how well the Bible knows you? Paul in 2 Corinthians reminds us just a little before our reading that we know Christ not according to the flesh and not according to the Spirit either, but according to the cross not kata pneuma, not kata sarx, but kata starum. According to Christ who knows our very depth in loss, in the sacrament of grief, and in hurt. There is no spot, place, event, moment in life, even the hardest, which Christ has not already entered with his love. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and one who loves is born of God and knows God, for God is love. This is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and gave his Son to be the expiation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So Mr. Wesley, a means of grace, scouring the scripture. So also, and second, a means of grace, fasting. Now we'll change his word. He meant something broader and deeper than we hear in that word. Oh, he did fast Tuesday all day and Friday all day, but he meant the discipline of the body in diet and exercise, a good Lenten theme, you say, and well it is. We have a young woman here on Thursdays who teaches a spiritual yoga because for her gathering she wants integration of spirit, soul, and body. For her gathering she wants stillness, quiet, For her gathering, strangely, she wants a different form of community. And so she posed the question this week, what is the great challenge for ministry on campus across this land? One would answer. The first is to preserve, protect, and enhance the volume of worship, divine worship. The second is to guide the enrichment of relationships in conversation more in a moment. And the third is to provide a sphere of safety for those necessarily or possibly threatened, women and others. Her integration, her stillness, her sense of community is a form of fasting. Where is your discipline this Lent when it comes to the personal, to the bodily, to the spiritual. Mr. Wesley offers us this means of grace. Third, he speaks regularly, writes often of prayer itself. Prayer has a personal dimension in the morning, at mealtime, in the evening, a moment of quiet. Prayer has a public dimension, 
crucial to witness your witness, actual, virtual, in prayer, week by week. The presence, the bodily, the listening presence in the worship, the ordered worship of God. We are people who are prayerful. Is there a moment in your day for meditation? Is there a moment, morning or evening, for stillness? Is there a moment when your own true self, when she came to herself, can catch up with you? Sacrament, just a moment, is such a form of prayer. To be a person of faith means to find a way personally to offer oneself in prayer. So Wesley and the means of grace. Wesley is also called the sacraments, a means of grace, of God's grace touching us. In our tradition there are two sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, the sacrament of entrance, the sacrament of journey, the sacrament of belonging, the sacrament of meaning, the sacrament of initiation, the sacrament of sustenance. The word sacrament means mystery. But in a sacrament, there is nothing magical. Note the elements of the sacraments, the simplest to make sure we don't miss it. Water in baptism, bread and cup in Eucharist. A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace, an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Grace, it is a sign. Now it does work like a traffic sign. Red, yellow, green. It moves the traffic of human life in entrance and in continuation. Did you ever feel, for instance, that you needed to take a spiritual shower? Maybe after a week of public rhetoric and public discourse, social rhetoric, political discourse that made you come to church and think, I need to take a spiritual shower. Remember your baptism and be thankful. The sacraments are a bath and a meal. A bath and a meal. When across this great land, the inherited forms of public rhetoric, so important they are, are torn to shreds by misuse. We have a time of peril. Courtesy in private and discourse in public are ways of allowing us to differ, to disagree, so that thesis can meet antithesis and form a new synthesis. But when they are shredded, when they are disdained and discarded, we as a people are the ultimate. Losers, We have lost that capacity to engage one with another. A sacrament is a means of grace. And within that sacrament, we are allowed a capacity to grow in grace and grow in our forms of communication. These forms of courtesy and of difference Indeed, the respect that came from 200 years of better angels of our nature and ask not what, you, what this country can offer you. We need to be very careful of what we allow, to, to call, to, what we allow ourselves to call entertainment and in what setting and in what form and in what consequence. Now, the the means of grace include our sacrament today, which is open to all of whatever age or station. Mr. Wesley concluded in a novel moment, recognizing as means of grace not only the study of Scripture or fasting or prayer or sacrament, but what he called conversation or Christian conversation. What a gift where six or twelve can sit together where two can engage. Do you notice the parable this morning? It is, if nothing else, a bare-bones conversation. We could take you this week past a Crossmarsh Chapel, 
to settings where six or twelve or more or fewer can listen and speak, say hello and goodbye, thank you, you're welcome, thanks, you're welcome, here we are. Monday, Sunday evening with the Lutherans in a gathered beautiful meal and Eucharist, Monday noon for meditation, Monday evening tables across the room of six or eight to speak, Tuesday a study in the sermon, Bible study and lunch in the sermon room, Tuesday evening the development of fellowship around pretzels and tacos, Wednesday evening a de- de- denominational gathering, Friday a Confucian study, and through it all, a respect for conversation Growth as a human being, achievement in a college education and setting, includes and celebrates the capacity to find one's tongue, to learn by engagement in the gift and the grace of conversation. So that as we come to the Lord's table today, the soul is placed before the divine and these and other means of grace. Let me ask ask us as we move toward the disciplines of Lent more and more fully, have the means of grace shaped us so that with the 139th Psalm and with Howard Thurman who recited it monthly here, we might sense God's presence. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou discernest my thoughts from afar. Thou searchest out my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou dost beset me behind and before and layest Thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in Sheol, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me. Thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, let only the darkness cover me and the light about me be as night, Even the darkness is not dark to thee. The the night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with thee. Receive means of grace in Scripture and fasting and prayer and sacrament and conversation.
may be seated. We welcome you again to Marsh Chapel, whether you're joining us this morning in the nave or listening live via 90.9 FM or WBUR.org or later via the podcast. Please know that you are a valued part of our community. For those of you who are present in the nave, we invite you to share in our ritual of friendship by placing your name and contact information in the red pads found along the center aisle and passing them to your pew mates. This helps us to get you know better, uh, helps us to get to know you better, and you to get to know one another better. Today is a communion Sunday, so we remind you that wine will be available on the pulpit side and grape juice on the lectern side. A healing station is also available during the during communion for those who wish to partake. It'll be under the first window on the pulpit side. After worship will be our monthly potluck lunch in the marsh room. Uh, downstairs, and everyone is invited to partake in that. This week is spring break here at BU, uh, meaning that the chapel's normal weekly offerings for students are suspended this week. We're all regrouping. (laughs) Um, And we'll resume next Sunday night with uh, Vesper service at 6.30. A few notes from our hospitality director, Caitlin No. Uh, Sign-ups are still available to bring items for our annual Easter breakfast. Uh, Please see Katie downstairs in the office to sign up um, for items that still need to be purchased. Um, In the bulletin today, we're still taking orders for lilies. Uh, You should have each had one of these stuffed into your bulletin. If you didn't, you can ask us for one. It's also, the order form is also available online on the front page of the chapel's website. For all other information and upcoming events, we invite you to visit the website at bu.edu chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now, as the ushers wait upon us for our offering, please remember that it is a gift and a, dis- a discipline to be a giver as we meditate on Larry Fleming's Sing and Ponder.
for the work before us, the fellowship among us, the love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, your love remained steadfast. You bid your faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Easter feast, that renewed by your word and sacraments and fervent in prayer and works of justice and mercy, we may come to the fullness of grace that you have prepared for those who love you. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to redeem the world. He emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in our likeness. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. He took upon himself our sin and death and offered himself a perfect sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. By the baptism of suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God now and forever. Amen. Now the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. You are ambassadors of reconciliation, the gospel of grace, mercy, love, pardon, acceptance, embrace, inclusion, peace, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are ambassadors of reconciliation. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.